And I'd like to make this message, I'd like to dedicate this message to um, all of us, but at the same time I'd like to just talk about, um, as a young person, our decision making. And so it's going to be a short message, and it's going to be very to the point and very simple, okay? Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says this, and I'm reading from the Amplified Proverbs 14, verse 12. There's a way that seems right to a man and appears straight before him. How many of us have ever been faced with decisions that we have to make that seem the right decision, that seem to be straight? Right? How many have ever you got a hand back? That's good. How many of us were always faced with these decisions, aren't we? And I think that as we are celebrating Memorial Day weekend and Thanks, Don, for honoring all of those that were in the service. And we do thank God for those that serve in the service and that really have um, uh, laid down their lives in, in um, just being in, in, the, in, in the service. And we thank God for that. But this Memorial Weekend marks the beginning of our summer. And I'd like us to make a decision, each one of us, to give our summer to God. And I, you know, this morning I was, I got up and I was walking my dog early in the morning and everybody was outside already. And, um, I had talked to a few of my neighbors, a few of my neighbors and they were, they were all talking about what they were going to do with their weekends. And I thought, you know, as a Christian, as a believer, as a child of God, it, this is not my weekend. This is a weekend that I give to God. And I just say, God, I want to give you this weekend. I want to give you my summer and I want to have you first in my summer. Amen? Because summer is a time where we're not, we're not in school, or some of us are not necessarily working as much, and the weather's nice and we're outside more. And I think that if we lose our rights and lose our claim on our summer, and we give it to God, God can make it an awesome summer, better than we could have ever made it. How many of you here have ever given something to God and God made it better than you could have ever made it yourself, right? I mean, all, all of us, we, we, have, we have been faced with a fork in the road, and we can say, I could go this way, my way, the way that seems right to me, that seems straight, or I could go this way, which is God's way, and I don't know which way that is, but I know that would be the way that God would want me to go. And we go down that road, and there's not really a lot of surety to it, there's not a lot of security to it. There's not a lot of guarantees, it seems. But God is in it, and it's God's way. And this Bible verse, this Bible verse was given to me when I was a kid. I was like maybe nine years old or eight years old. Uh, I got my first Bible um, in Sunday school, and the pastor wrote a Bible verse in everybody's, in everybody's Bible at the front page. And so, you know, I, I thought, what is the Bible verse that he wrote in my Bible? So everybody's reading their verses like these great promises and these great things that, you know. And then I opened my Bible that I had gotten when I was like eight, that my first Bible, and I'm looking at and he wrote this verse. He wrote this verse. There's a way that seems right to a man, but that way appears straight. But the end of it is the way of what? Yeah. Death. Death, isn't it? Yeah. When we choose our own path, it always ends in disappointment. It always ends in regrets. It always ends in great disappointment. And it always ends in 
just a death situation, doesn't it? It always ends in regrets and just beating ourselves up thinking, why did I make that decision and put myself in that place, trusting myself and trusting people? But there's a way that is God's way in our life that I want to talk about in a minute. In verse 13, it says this in Proverbs chapter 14, even in laughter, the heart is sorrowful, and in the ends of merriness is heaviness and grief. So when a person chooses their own way in their own life, and they choose their own way from the criteria of what, this is going to make me happy, this is going to make me fulfilled, this is what I really need in my life, and when we are in the center of our life, in the center of our decision-making process, then we're thinking this way. We're thinking, this is what's good for me. This is what people say I deserve. This is what is good for me. You know what happens in verse 13? Even in laughter, even when we're laughing and having a great time, there's sorrowful of heart. How many have ever been in that situation where everyone's laughing, you're, you're laughing, you're having a great time, but in your heart there's sorrow? It's kind of a paradox, isn't it? It's, my wife and I have this Bible verse that we, that we like, that we think about often, and it's Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, and it says this, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. You know, the way of God is different than the way of man, because the way of man says, you know what, if I, if I take this job, if I go down this road of education, or if I go down this and do that, then I'm going to be a happy person. But, you know, talk to the person who's in their 50s and they've had some kids and they're in their career for about 10 or 20 years. Ask them if they're happy. Ask them, have you found that way that is, are you satisfied? Then ask the person in their 80s and ask them, are you happy with your life the way you chose your life? Or is this a way that's not yet fulfilled? People are running down this road in their life, looking for fulfillment, always looking to tomorrow. Tomorrow. How many remember that song, Tomorrow, You're Just a Day Away? It's an old song. You're only a day away. You're living today, but you're hoping for tomorrow. You're hoping for next month. You're hoping for next year. But, you know, the way of God is a way that is, a way that is um, not filled with sorrow, and it's a way that where God gives us the desires of our heart. In verse 14, it says this. Um, now I want to back up and look at verse 9. I saw this verse this morning, and it says this. Proverbs 14, verse 9. Fools make a mock of sin, and sin mocks the fools. That's what it says in the Amplified. Fools make a mock of sin, and sin makes a, uh, makes a mockery of fools. Let's think of that, about that for a second. That many of us, all of us, have seen people laugh at bad things, like, just really be entertained by destructive things, you know? Like I was in line to get a coffee the other day, and there was two young girls in front of me, and they were talking about how, how smashed they got over the weekends and how, like, just crazy it was and just how, you know, and as they were talking, I was listening to them, and I thought, they themselves don't really sound persuaded about how fun it was. They themselves sound like they got, you know, they were either embarrassed or something unfortunate happened to them. 
And I thought that even as they were talking about how messed up they got that weekend, that that experience really made a mockery of them. How many have been made mockery of? How many have felt you know, shamed by things that they've done where they thought it was fun, but then it turns back on them and they really look like a fool? And that's the way of man. The way of man is, is going to take us down a road where we just feel like we are a mockery. Because if we make a mockery of sin, then sin will make a mockery of us. Another way, when we say the word sin, we're actually just saying missing the mark of God's perfect will in your life. You know, sin is a big word. Sin is a word that, you know, when you say that word, like someone could, be, could become very guilty about their experiences in their life. But we have to remember that sin was paid for by God. It was paid for by Jesus Christ on the cross. And it was removed from our accounts. And when we live in the way of faith, the way of God, when we take that other road, when we have that fork in the road, we have to make a decision. We take that other road to say, you know what, I'm going to honor God in my life and I'm going to honor myself, who I am in Christ. When we take that decision, guess what? Then there is a, we're not living in shame and we're not being mocked by, we're not being mocked by the, by those decisions. And so it says in verse 14, I want to just go to the next verse, and I'm going, to, I'm going to close here in a minute. The backslider in heart from God and from fearing God shall be filled with the fruit of his own ways. Isn't that funny? Have you ever talked to someone that's just filled with himself? Like, it's just everything they talk about, you know, like, hey, let's talk about the Phillies. Well, I was at the Phillies game, and I did this, and I did that, and this is what I did. And, well, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about the weather. And it's like the, the backslider or the person that is at that point of a decision in their life and they back off. They just kind of back off a walk with, with God. They back off a walk of faith in their life. That person becomes filled with themselves, and they don't even know it, right? A person that's filled with themselves doesn't even know that they are filled with themselves. Are, are you, you hearing me? When we are walking in the way of faith and we're walking in the way of God, then you know something? We're not filled with ourselves and we're not filled with our problems and we're not filled with our situation, but we're filled with God's promises. And we're filled with the, you know, we're thinking about, I'm going places with God. I'm thinking about what does God want to do with my summer in the church? You know, like Pastor Tony said this, he said that when God calls us into a body of Christ, he's calling us into the vision of that church. You know, he calls us into a, um, that was just a notification on my iPad that I have seven more minutes before I have to start my workout. I don't know what that is, but uh, when we are called into a church, we're called into a vision of that church. And it's not just, okay, I'm going to go to the church and this is going to be the churches of just another, another branch of the government that hands things out. The church is like, okay, we are a part of a, of a body of Christ that is going places. And if the church preaches the word of God, and if the church has a vision for the community, and if the church loves people and is helping people, if the church has a vision, and if the pastor has a vision, then that's the church I want to go to. Church is not like, going to church is not like picking a restaurant. You know, sometimes... You know, when my wife and I go out on Fridays, you know, we think, well, what do we want to eat? You know, we want to, what kind of food do we want to eat? And sometimes Christians wake up Sunday morning and they're thinking, 
what do I want to hear today? Do I want to hear, you know, Mexican? Do I want to hear Chinese? Do I want to hear fast food? Or do I want to hear, uh, you know, um, fine, di finding, fine Italian dining? Um, God, it's like choosing a church is not like choosing a restaurant. Choosing a church is where I let God choose for me. You know, I didn't choose. This is going to sound funny, but Pastor Tony and I and our families and those that came up here with us did not choose this. God chose this for us. And those of you that are serving in the church, it's like, how many of you chose this? Or did God choose this for you? And I think that most of us would say, God chose this place for us. And, and that's what makes it so supernatural. And I'm going to close with this. When you let God choose for you in your life, your life is going to be a blast. It's going to be amazing. And I just want to tell you that um, when I was in high school, I was, I was at that crossroads, and I, I had a fork in the road in my life, and I, I thought I could either go into the Air Force and just do all this stuff, or I could choose God and go to Bible school. And when I, I said, okay, well, in my heart, in my spirit, I knew this was the right thing to do, is to, go, is to follow God and make a decision for God. And so that's what I did. I chose God. And I didn't know the path that I was going. I didn't know the way that I was taking. But God knew and God ordered my steps, and you know, He chose the best for me. Because we are really rotten, we are really rotten in trying to choose for ourselves. Whenever we choose for ourselves, it's always so much less than what God has for you and I. When we let God choose our friends, when we let God choose our schedule, when we let God choose our, our, our um, day to day life, it's so much more, it's so much more exciting because. I am really satisfied. And this, I'm going to read this verse here in verse 14. And it says this, that, um, and I'll just let me just read this in the King James, uh, verse 14. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And a good man, and really a better way to say that good man, is really uh, a, a man who lets God choose for him, shall be satisfied from himself. When we let God choose, there's so much satisfaction, isn't there? When you let God choose for you, and I think for some of us that have kids or grandkids or, you know, great-grandkids, um, getting that across to young people is this, is that let God choose for you. If you let God choose for you, your life is going to be uh, not filled with sorrow, and it's not going to be filled with sadness, but it's going to be filled with just His abundance, and we're going to be so happy. We're just going to be like, you know, I, I'm just so happy with what God is doing. And I just want to close with that, that, that there's a way that seems right to a man, but that way always ends in death. And I don't remember, um, I don't remember what movie it was, but I just remember there was a scene, and there was these guys, there were these people in a car, and a guy got in the car, and a woman said to the man, um, she said, uh, you have to make a decision. You can, you can go this way. And they were talking about getting in the car and going somewhere. And she said, the guy said, no, I don't know what's going to happen. This is too far out. It's too crazy. And he got out of the car and it was raining. And she said to him, she said, you've been down that road before and you know where it goes. Do you want to go down that road or do you want to? Come with us and take a new a new way. And I, 
Remember that scene, just thinking the guy get, got in the car and he went with them. And, um, you know, that's the way it is with God in our life. He says, you can get out of the, you can get out of the boat. You can, get out of, you can get out of what is happening with God's people and go your own way in the rain, but you always know where that road goes to. It always goes the same way. It always ends at the same place. Or you can get in with God and go for the ride with your life. And, and just make a, make a commitment in your life that I'm going to draw near to God. And I just want to end with this bit of advice. Um, the greatest things that we ever experience in our life is because we've made a commitment to that. Uh, when there's no commitment, and I'm not, you know, we don't make commitments in the flesh, and we don't make commitments because I've been beaten into guilt to do it, and I feel bad if I don't do it. But we make a commitment because we know it's healthy for us. We make a commitment. I want to ask us to this, this summer um, that we would, before the Lord, say, God, I'm going to choose your way, and I want to choose to be a part of what God is doing in this church. Because it's not just the pastor or Pastor Tony doing this. It's, it's really us. It's really us. And I, I was just, Thursday night, I was just so excited because a group of us, you know, some, some were saying, you know, I want to be a part of a worship group, you know. And I thought, that's great. You know, God is touching people to be a part of a worship team. And it's not us doing it, but it's, it's the Lord speaking to people's hearts. Choose to make a commitment with your schedule and honor God with your schedule. Make your day, start your day with the Bible. I mean, how many, when you wake up, I don't know if you, how many of you have a morning routine when you wake up? Do you have drink tea or you drink coffee or how many of you have a routine? Some kind. You brush your teeth, right? Does everybody brush their teeth here? I hope so. <laughs> okay, make that part of your routine, okay? That you would have when you, after you're done brushing your teeth or whatever you do in the morning, open your Bible. And if you don't have something to read, um, then uh, talk to us. We have booklets back there in the back. Uh, in our little bookshelf there. You can grab one of those. Take them home with you, whatever. There are many, many booklets back there with different subjects, and just take, with them, take one of them with you to work. Read it in the afternoon, or read it when you're at, at your lunch break or when you have free time. But spend your morning in the Word. Make those decisions with God, because if we go the way that seems right to us, then we are we're walking blinds. But if we choose God's way, his way is the best, and we'll be, we'll be fulfilled and satisfied, and there's going to be fruit to our life. Amen? Amen. So that's the end of our simple message this morning, and uh, let's just close in a word of prayer, okay?